It's that time again, folks. Uh, Believe Sports Business, Sports Media, also heard on pod clips around the world. I am Fred, and you can email us at sportsfred at AOL.com, along with Art Sorcerer, for, uh, formerly kicked uh, for the uh, Rams and the Trojans of USC, and of course runs Galaxy Sports out of Pennsylvania. I got to ask you, um, no, I, I, you know, this is almost beyond belief, but as we wake up uh, Friday morning, we find out that now Cal and Stanford have made a deal with the Atlantic Coast Conference. Okay, that leaves two teams of the former formerly Pac-12, Larry Scott's going to be renamed the new commissioner of the Pac-2 here, Oregon <laughs> State and uh, and Washington State. Artie, do you have any idea, they're talking about the Mountain West, how much money the people from, okay, in the Pac-12, 37, they were making $37 million this year from TV. Any idea how much money you make from TV from the Mountain West? I believe it's $12 million. So they're going to, is it $4, four million? million? Well, that's going to rise. That's going to rise. That's going to rise. That's the good part about it. But here's the thing that I that I think is the only thing that can happen with Oregon State and Washington State now. You know, the, there used to be an old Western States conference years ago when my dad played for the University of Denver. And uh, there was teams like, you know, uh, the University of Denver. There was Wyoming. So you look at the Mountain West Conference. You've got some great teams there. They add two more teams. That'll give them 14, two seven-league divisions. I think that would work. And I think people in the West would love it. And I think CBS, the CBS Sports Network, which is, you know, the lower end of that, would be an ideal situation to broadcast that. It's better than the Pac-12 network. They don't pay. But, I mean, the bottom line is that's how I see this all working out. But what blew my mind, Fred, is is that SMU has the cachet and the alumni, the Weld Hill alumni, to be able to forego $300 million and not receive any funds from the ACC television contract with ESPN for nine years. That is just amazing to me. And, you know, I, I just, I know they wanted to get a seat at the table. They got a seat at the table. So now you have to look at yourself and say, okay, so what they did is they, they made it so that SMU could be a hub for the Olympic sports. They, they have the facilities to be able to handle the ACC for the Olympic sports, gymnastics, things of that nature, so they can have it in the center of the country. Now, they also said that you'll no team will have to go out to the West Coast except every other year. That makes sense to me as well. But that doesn't change what Cal and Stanford have to do to go play all the teams they have to play. So do they get their own jet and have their own charter now? That's something they ought to think about. Because, I mean, otherwise, that's going to be really expensive. And like you said, you know, the blame kind of falls a little bit on UCLA here, like you said, Fred, because, you know, they were the ones, they're part of that whole system, that California university system. And, and they ran for the money. And then, of course, Oregon and, uh, you know, and Washington jumped in there too. And those are four great football programs. But, you know, the ACC, got back to them, if you win a national championship, they give you a bonus of $12 million. So Clemson has been the only team that's really been able to, to, to make that happen. And, you know, I got to tell you with Florida state and Clemson, the vote came down 10 to four. I think both North Carolina schools, Clemson and, uh, and Florida state were against it 10 to four, the chancellors and the university of presidents. So, you know, I don't think it's all harmony. Like everybody thinks it is. To me, sports 
has always been history. How can you have history now? You can't say UCLA's won 12 straight basketball championships in the Pac-12 or the AAWU or the uh, Pacific Coast Conference or anything like that. That's all destroyed, Art Source, is it not? Yeah, it goes back to the fiddler on the roof, you know, tradition. And, you know, Herschel Bernardi said it best. And, you know, that's what's missing right now in college football. I mean, you know, we had some, we had some games last night, you know, good games. I watched Nebraska implode again, you know, <laughs> every chance to beat Minnesota at Minnesota. And they just folded up like a cheap tent. You know, then you look at, you know, you look at Florida, which, you know, that was one of the great programs in the SEC and the, in the country. They're, they're looking at their third losing season in a row. you got to go back to the 50s to see something like that under Billy Napier. Um, you know, I, I just I wonder, I wonder what's really going on on a deep-down level in college football because I know we're going to be, you know, having a 16-team playoff very soon. But this year is just such an anomaly. And then you look at some of the schedules that the great teams have this year. You look at your Ohio States, you look at your Florida, excuse me, you look at your Georgias, Alabama. I think Alabama's playing Mercer or, you know, and I mean, it's like, come on, guys. You want to have great ratings. You want to, you know, get out there and play these great intersectional games. Like, you know, I remember just eight years ago, SC went to Ohio State. You know, you have these are games that people want to see. It's old Rose Bowl matchups, tradition, like you said, Fred. But, I mean, do you really want to see San Jose State in the Coliseum or the University of Nevada, Reno, coming to play USC? No, I would love I would love to see Miami come and play USC. That would be a, a dandy, you know, or what even if we, we went. Go ahead. What is Bill Walton going to say, the Conference of Champions? No, I'm serious. I mean, there's nothing to say. It's gone forever. All the legacy. I mean, our great legacy at USC when we, you know, under John McKay and John Robinson winning national championships. You know, we were, we were, all we really wanted to do, we weren't thinking national championships, Fred. We were thinking of going to the Rose Bowl so we could have a chance to play in the granddaddy of them all. And then we knew we had a chance if we got to the Rose Bowl. But, you know, now you look at it, the way they've convoluted everything, the bowl system's all screwed up. And like we've talked about on Sports Business LA many times, that that word greed comes to for, to the forefront again. How much is enough? You know, I, I was turning on the TV. Caleb Williams is doing ads for for uh, Wendy's. He's doing ads for uh, who else was the other one? He, he's, he's got more ads on TV than, than uh, Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> so he's thinking about coming back for his senior year, Fred. That's a good business decision. Because he's making $4 million in college, having a great time with a great coach. Why would you rush to the NFL when you're probably going to have to take almost a pay cut a little bit? All right. So we're talking uh, college football and I think the destruction of the, the obviously the destruction of the Pac-12 conference. Thank you, Larry Scott, very, very much. However, something happened this week. I was totally shocked. Nebraska women's basketball. Well, excuse me, women's volleyball. volleyball. Yeah. They drew they drew ninety-two thousand a hundred and three. Now, I, I I I've never been in that stadium in Lincoln, okay. But it seems to me it's impossible to watch the a volleyball game from the top of those stands. Yet ninety-two thousand showed up 
that's great for women's sports. And, you know, but all I'm saying is that they couldn't watch the, you can't watch the game. I mean, there's, there's no I way. think they set out to, to break the record, which was the soccer game. You know, and they did. And, and the one thing I'll tell you about Nebraska fans, you can't be more loyal than Nebraska fans. I mean, what they've been through since Tom Osborne replaced Bob Devaney and you go through the litany of coaches. I mean, they have gone through almost three decades now of futility. And if you watch the game last night against Minnesota, it was a microcosm of what they've dealt with over the last three decades. They had everything going their way. They even got a quarterback, a transfer, Jeff Sims from Georgia Tech. You know, three times in the red zone, and he throws interceptions in the in the red zone, and you can't do that and win, Fred. And nothing against Matt Rule. I think eventually he'll have a great program, but I mean, I just I wonder. I mean, wow, you know, you look at it. I did see something very interesting though. Um, the old great wide receiver for the New England Patriots, Julian Edelman, is going to replace Sean Payton on the Fox pregame show, the kickoff show, and I think he's a pretty well-spoken young man. Um, it looks like Joe. Joe Burrow is going to be back at full speed. We're getting conflicting reports, though. His calf, man, uh, you don't know what these coaches are thinking. But uh, I will say one thing, Fred. I was a little bummed out. One of my heroes in sports, I, I grew up as a kid really loving Roger Staubach, and I still love Roger Staubach. But the guy that gave him a chance, Gil Brandt, passed away at 91, one of the real forefathers of the modern analytics in, in scouting groups and uh, a good friend of mine Mike Giddings also passed away very recently you also had a scouting service and so two of the greats have passed away recently and and I want to pay a little homage to them because Landry and Shram and uh, and Gilbrandt were really a, a great triumvirate no no very very sad indeed uh, but talking about the Cowboys Trey Lance from the 49ers now it, it's interesting because Purdy For a was fourth the fourth round draft pick. Is that what he but, 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 but Purdy was the last pick and he made it. And you get a first rounder who doesn't make it, except I think he's got the talent to make it. And certainly if uh, Dak gets hurt in Dallas, they have a backup quarterback that I think can get it done. You're coming. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I actually thought Cooper Rush did a decent job when he came in the game a couple times last year. But I look at I look at Trey Lance. And, you know, I, everybody tells me, you know, my, Mike, Kyle Shanahan is a, is a quarterback guru. Well, I think he's done a great job. But I have to wonder if you put all that draft capital together to go get a guy, you know, and you, you work him out, there's got to be something there. You know, maybe it's an experience, Fred, honest to God, because he didn't really have a healthy existence in San Francisco. He, he, was, he was banged up. And, and now he goes to Dallas and he gets to relax. He's still very young. I think this could work out well because, um, you know, you never know what the opportunity can be provided. And, uh, you know, Dallas is, is kind of a sneaky team in the NFC. Most of the power in the NFL is centered in the AFC. I mean, it really is. And, you know, I mean, that's why it really it really boggled my mind that Aaron Rodgers wanted to go to the Jets. Now, the Jets are talking about Super Bowl. I'm hearing it. I read the New York Post all the time. They're talking. I mean, I'm like, oh, my God, you, you guys, the last time you guys went to the Super Bowl, I was 11 years old. Okay, so, you know, I'm 126, so it's been a long time. But, <laughs> but I mean, I'm thinking to myself, are you really putting that kind of, you know, 
pressure on Aaron Rodgers, and he's acting like it's the greatest thing of all time. He loves New York. He's appearing on all the shows. Well, after being in Green Bay for the last 15 years, I bet New York is a lot of fun. All right, you're listening to Believe uh, Sports Biz, Sports Media, all sort of pod clips around the world. Already in our last couple of minutes, you played for the L.A. Rams a uh, long, long, long time ago as a kicker. Um, I think they're going to be lucky to win four or five games again this year. I think Sean McVay will be out after this year. I, I see nothing positive about it. They open with Seattle. They only have two of their 11 starting guys on the defense back from two years ago. Who knows at the quarterback position at this and, and point, Cooper the young Cup, guy they Cooper okay. Cup is, is, you know, experiencing another hamstring problem. So, I mean, I look at that lineup. I look at that team and, you know, and then you had, uh, you know, Kelly, Kelly Stafford's on her podcast talking about, you know, the generational gap between the young Rams and the 35 year old quarterback, Matt Stafford. Now, you know, they're making, they're kind of, kind of covering that up a little bit. But, you know, I think the Rams went all in to win the title, you know, based on the $6.2 billion that, you know, Mrs. Walmart and, and, and Mr. Kroenke spent for the stadium so far. And, and then the bill came due. And this is what Belichick was talking about this week, is when you put all that money into, you know, that one season, you know, you're going to have a big bill to pay. And it seems to have been happening a lot more in, in professional football. You can't pay all those guys. So obviously you have to come down, but to go from the Super Bowl to last year and now to this year, and then you have the Chargers right alongside you in town who look really, really strong. I think it's one of the underrated teams. I was talking to my guys in Vegas, and the Sharps in Vegas are looking at five teams. They're looking at the Chargers, the Packers, Seattle, Tennessee, and Atlanta as being surprise teams based on the divisions they play in, based on the talent level. And, I mean, you know Herbert is for real. I mean, he's played he's played Kansas City and Mahomes as tight as you could play in the last four years. So I, I think the Rams have a big problem right now because they could be second fiddle in their own town, in their own stadium. And, you know, and God only knows the Chargers are due, huh, Fred? <laughs> I think the Rams will win three, four, five games. I think the Chargers will win 10 or 11, and I don't, I don't think they're well coached. Uh, I do think they have one of the best quarterbacks uh, in the world, but I just don't think they're well coached, so they'll blow a game or two that they shouldn't blow. But uh, all right, uh, that's about it for Believe Sports Biz Sports Media, also heard on Pod Clips. For Mario, for Art, I am Fred, and we'll see you around the corner for more Believe Sports Biz Sports Media, also heard on Pod Clips. Bye, everybody.